Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Legend has it that it was written by the Dark One. Necronomicon Ex Mortis. Roughly translated, Book of the Dead. The book served as a passageway to the evil worlds beyond. It was written long ago, when the seas ran red with blood. It was this blood that was used to ink the book. In the year 1300 AD, the book disappeared. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. So 205 we're just 206 gonna, 206 204 we're gonna roll with it what what is up tim gross sir nothing nothing <laughs> tim's mad at me because i was asleep when i was supposed to be on the show <laughs> he's sending me texas where are you oh shit it's fucking 17 after 8 i'm late for the show so you can uh turn me into hr that's fine i know i know i probably lost some of the ratings that we need I did. You lost all of them. Oh, fucking all 13 ratings. They're gone. Yeah. They're out the window. Son of a bitch. But so what you been watching, sir? Let's get on with this. Uh, not a ton of stuff. I had actually more stuff to talk about than I had stuff watched. Because, <laughs> I mean, you're covering Johnny Mnemonic, and basically, for the most part, the only thing I really watched outside of the movies we're covering is... Uh, Friday night, I went to the 20th anniversary of Incredibly Strange Video, which was a lot of fun. Oh, I didn't think you went to that. Good. I'm glad we got to talk about that. Yeah, I went to I, it. A great crowd showed up, and there was more people showing up when I, I was leaving, like close to 10 o'clock. Uh, 
They sh- they were showing the Invisible Invaders, which was hilarious. Uh, they were showing uh, Rat Fink and the Boo Boo, and then uh, Blood Feast. What the fuck is Rat Fink and the Boo Boo? <laughs> it just look it up, and you it just it can't be explained. I believe it was on uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Is it point. is it like a race? It's racing type thing. No, it's like a weird sixties. Maybe I'm thinking of Daddy superhero movie kind of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, it, it's a B movie for sure. Of course, it was on Mission it, Science Theater. It, it, yeah, Invisible Invaders was a B movie, which was just hilarious. John Carradine's in it, and it's about aliens that come to Earth and they're invisible, and they <laughs> because all... of budgetary. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. they become zombie. Well, they they wake up all the dead and have zombies attack people and try to take over the world. Awesome. <laughs> So, but uh, so what, what, what was 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 uh it's just like a reunion for people that went to your old video store, right? Oh yeah, it just uh, yeah, it was a like a reunion. Just yeah, it was something celebrated like what it was, and I got up and said a few words before the movie started, just talking about it and talking yeah, about it. Throw a uh, full GVHSs at assholes that wouldn't pay their late fees. <laughs> Yeah, well, we got a little bit into that, and we were talking about uh, just all the people. Like, I've seen people I probably haven't seen in 10, 15 years in the theater that showed up for this event since the, you know, that I would see in the store. Uh, We were just just talking about, you know, uh, Christmas. We had watched Black Christmas Elves and uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, just stuff like that we would talk about. I didn't bring up the dude that did feet videos. Uh, feet videos? <laughs> yes. I don't to... know if I've ever heard this story before. Uh, yeah, there was a weird dude named Dale who used to come into the video store all the time and uh, made a ton of money um, on the internet because he would film girls' feet and okay. sell it. Yeah. Are you he... sure this wasn't Quentin Tarantino? Uh, I don't bl- no, this dude was big and huge in charge and moved to Florida because there was bigger opportunities there, apparently. <laughs> Better feet in Georgia. I have no clue, but I just remember the dude being creepy and sweating all the time. Yikes. But yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I didn't get to stay for the whole thing because wife's still recovering and... Uh, I wanted to make sure I was home, and I had to get up in the morning and go see uh, Ice Age Five: The Dream Child. The Dream. Ch- <laughs> I, this is this this goddamn shits. They're entering lane before time territory with these fucking Ice Age movies. Was there like nine, ten? This is the fifth one. That's why I was calling it The Dream Child. Jesus Christ! Fields and- of fields of terror. Yeah, I, I took uh, my daughter, or no, my my son, and took my bootleg niece to it, mm. and they had fun with it. Cool. And then event, later, that, later yesterday, we watched. Uh, I I was bored, so I got on demand for them. Batman versus Superman, uh, Dawn of Justice, or whatever in the hell the movie is. Damn, what did they do to deserve that, Tim? They wanted to watch it. Wow, I I hope your kids like. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. What'd you think? I I was with them. I liked it. I didn't love it. It was kind of like Captain America: Civil War. Fifteen pounds of crap in a five-pound bag. They did try to 
Yeah, they did try to stack a lot of shit. I, in that I, the movie. problem was it was good. It was not great. And it's not to say it was bad. I enjoyed it. Uh, it just, I felt, um, um, two things. I just felt like Death of Superman should have been one movie. And second thing was they took forever to get where they needed to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of that, I, I, I mean, I like it. It, it. Like I said, it's a popcorn movie. I can't bash it for being what it was. You know, it wasn't... Is there a good chance Suicide Squad's going to be better, better in that? Probably. Is there a chance the Wonder Woman movie's going to be better in that? Probably. Well, we got trailers for the Wonder Woman movie. Oh, yeah, I was, watched it today. I mean, and it's a prequel, of course. I mean... Mm-hmm. You you seen that coming, but did you like Wonder Woman? And I thought Wonder Woman was the yeah. best part about fucking. Yeah, Superman. I was gonna say Wonder Woman was kind of in like a couple other people said Wonder Woman was kind of the Spider Man of the yeah. Captain America movie. Yep, which was fine with me because I can't wait for the new Spider Man movie. But anyhow, I, like I said, the point is, I'm glad I didn't go to the theater, run into the theater to see it. But am I glad I watched it? You know. Yeah, I was happy with it. Well, we got a Justice League trailer. Did you watch that one? Yes, I did. I think that looks like a bad movie, but I think Aquaman looks kick fucking ass. Yeah, he, I think. That guy is set up to steal that show. Yeah, but also, too, I think that movie has potential to. Uh, you're saying, yeah, it has potential. I do believe that movie has potential to surprise people. Yeah, because I think the Wonder Woman movie, I watched that trailer, and it looks just okay. I think what the Justice League trailer didn't show is what's going to surprise everyone. That's the thing. I, I, that's the feeling I got from it, that they were holding back. And I think they, they've they learned from the past. Let's put it that way. Yeah, if they need to have... They need to have a really, really good bad guy. And it's Darkseed, I assume. That's what Superman was lacking. Doomsday was just dumb. He looked well, like a yeah, giant well, poop monster. It wasn't so much Doomsday was dumb as much as I think it's... It, it is literally forced into this movie. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like that should have been one movie. And literally you should add the death and the, the rising <clears throat> of Superman by itself. I, I just... I, it just, I don't know, it doesn't, for Batman versus Superman movie, they really only fought for... Two minutes? Yeah, three minutes. Yeah. And, that, and I think that kind of, I think in my opinion, that that's what hurt the movie, was you call it Batman versus Superman, they fight for three minutes, and then go, like you said, go fight, you know, the dogma monster. Yeah. And, <laughs> the I, monster. and it, again, it, the, that monster, like, it took it forever to look like Doomsday. And I it never just, think it got, I never thought it got there. That didn't look like Doomsday to me at all. Well, it, they were trying. I wasn't expecting much. That was the other thing. But, it looked like, the, like the internet was right on that one. It looked like the cave troll from Lord of the Rings. Yep. It looked like the poop monster from Dogma. Well, like again, I feel crap. that it was all forced. That's where the whole 15 pounds of crap in a five-pound bag comes from. Mm. And like I said, it, 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 you could point, it, it, you could sit here all night and point yeah, out things about that it. movie. But the thing, the point is, I wanted to point out, it's a popcorn movie. Mm. It, it's 
it's the same way with Captain America. It was the same way with the Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. Uh, it just that I did not enjoy at all. Yeah, they're just they're popcorn movies. There's nothing where you're going to sit there, oh, this is the worst movie ever, but you're not sitting there and it's like, yeah, it was good. And that's about the end of the discussion. There's no, I'm going to go revisit this, I'm going to go do this, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just, you're not going to do that. And that's, I, you know what, and Ben Affleck, yeah, do do I think he should be Batman? No. Was he horrible? No. I thought he was a pretty decent Batman. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with him, like some people are, and still are. Yeah, I just, I don't care. There <laughs> are, put it that way. There are better people. Yeah. That may have been played by, I don't know who would have done it, but uh, there was a lot of better choices out there. Who knows? What could have been, sir? What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. Like, you emailed me, and I'm like, what uh, the hell did you just send me? Oh, you didn't me? see the picture I sent you? No, it just it came up now. Is fucking Arn Anderson putting Hillary Clinton in a headlock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Ric Flair was there is the best page on fucking Facebook. If it wasn't for Ric Flair was there, our show, and Danzig memes, I'd be all fucking Facebook. Well, yeah, right I was going to say, the Ric Flair things are just, they're absolutely ridiculous. Danzig memes are just as good. <laughs> That's what threw me off. But yeah, that's that's basically what I watched. I didn't get to watch much. I did a lot of work on my book actually this week. Nice. I, I I'm really close to. That's why I sent out emails to you and Ed. I'm like very close to being completely finished. Where I'm, I'm just adding very, pictures into it now. I'm very close to finish writing your foreword. So. Cool. Cool. I look forward to it. You sh- okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, watch. me and Dad went to the movies today to see Star Trek. Yes, I want to see it. Um, It's the part three. I, I stick up. I don't know, man. It seems like you got trilogies out there. Yep. Part three is always the weak one. Sometimes. This, this, is, very, yeah, this is very much the case here. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I fell asleep a couple times because I was just fucking exhausted. It did well at the theater. It's it's something. This one, I've, I'm not a Star Trek TV show fan, but I know a lot of people are, and they're really liking this one because it's like, except Dano hated it. <laughs> um, yeah. Like they're really liking this one because it got back to what the TV show was. It was all about exploration, mm-hmm. and it wasn't there. There wasn't like you know, they're not no Klingons in this one at all. They're not fighting the Romulans. The no Klingon Empire. Uh, they just go. They get a. The brief story is they get a distress call from this planet that says hey, this lady's like, "Hey, I crashed my ship. Uh, uh, no one could come get me because I'm in this planet hidden by this nebula that's collapsing, and it's kind of like the asteroid field in Star Wars." And Kirk's like, "I can drive through that. No fuck a problem. Sulu's got it." Let's fucking go. They go. It's uh. They wreck. It's a. It's a trap, of course, by some. I, I'm not understand. I didn't understand what the bad guy was. The bad guy was Idris Elba, but I don't know what his motivation was. He's like a man that was a Star Trek 
commander that turned into a lizard monster somehow, but then he's turning back and he's going to bomb this fucking, like, human outpost called Youngstown, or mm-hmm. York, Yorktown, or some. I'm not sure what. I, I really need to see it again to get a really good fucking grasp on it, but it's it's pretty cool, you know, fucking they, they wreck the Enterprise, gets destroyed in the first five minutes, and they split up like a Scooby-Doo. You got uh, Bones and Bones and Spock are over here trying to do some stuff. Kirk and uh, well, let's not forget Search for Spock. The original third movie wasn't that great. I like Search for Spock. I thought everybody. I'm not liked saying it's one. bad, but I'm just saying it wasn't great, and especially too because they had to follow up Wrath of Khan. Oh yeah, yeah, true. But this one's you got your teams and. and they're doing Star Trek stuff on the planet, and there's some interesting aliens and stuff like that. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's, I really enjoyed those first two, and they are leaps and bounds better than this one. But I, I like I could remember, I, I think in a couple days, everything about this movie is just going to evaporate from my head. Yeah, I'd still like Star to see movies. this one now. Yes. I, I really do. There's enough weird Star Trek-y stuff in there for people to enjoy. And God damn it, man, Carl Urban is the best fucking Bones. That, mm-hmm. that guy makes the fucking... He makes that shit. I love that fucking guy, and I love him as that character. And I never gave a fuck about Spock, but that guy is really good Spock. Yep. A really fucking good Spock. But watch that. I watched um, uh, Friday night. I got home, and I started getting some stuff that I've been meaning to see. And just never fucking got got around to it so i started to watch the funhouse massacre yeah somebody mentioned this friday night to me and i said i want to see it because uh i was talking to a guy that was involved with the the movie the barn yeah that's playing in a drive-in near me soon yeah we were talking about that and he was talking about uh how cold alamo draft house was done in texas and seeing it there and I, i i kept myself I, I was nice. I really wanted to ask him, you know, where in the fuck is the DVD at this point? For the barn? <laughs> yes. Well, this this Funhouse Massacre was put out by Scream Factory. Yeah. I think they, they made it, or at least financed it. Yeah, um, we were talking a little bit about it, because I want to see it. I turned it off. Really? I, I was not enjoying it. it. It's painfully generic, and it's mm. just like, they there was no originality in this movie all they did was like hey uh arkham asylum meets fucking house of a thousand corpses literally that's it i kind of i was hoping i i i was watching i watched the trailer for it and i was wondering if it was just me thinking that oh yeah like thousand corpses kind of yeah and they have four bad guys that are just basically Corbin Burnson from The Dentist, Hannibal Lecter. Um, Clint Howard plays the Hannibal Lecter taxidermy guy. There's a, a fuck up, another version of Hannibal Lecter that's a chef and a dentist. And I don't even remember what the other guy was. That's, I fucking, it's not, it's, it's, I wanted to like it, but I did not. I was fucking kind of taken back because I've been wanting to see this for a while and it, it just, it's, it's an independent movie. There probably wasn't a lot of money behind it, but it looks cheap. Uh, it looks it looks like just uh, wasn't for me. Yeah, I wanted to like it, and I was fucking bummed that I didn't. But I watched that after I started watching that. 
I started watching the Purge election year because uh, Dan, out of print Dan, uh, said, hey, buddy, check this out, where this is at. And I, I went and got it. I said, okay, I'll watch this. Uh, I've heard it didn't live up to... <laughs> pretty terrible. <laughs> I didn't hear, like, terrible, but I heard, like, across the board, everyone was basically saying, yeah, skip this one. <laughs> yeah, you got... Look, I'm still waiting on my motherfucking movie check because me and brian silent brian friend of the show um we had this idea 13 14 years ago only we called it anarchy day i remember you talking about this yeah this is our movie we actually had the idea for underworld a long time ago too but i'll let that one slide uh shit man you talk about a movie that's probably made for 10 12 million dollars that looks like it was made for 50 grand yeah. This movie's bad. It's fucking terrible. I know a lot of people wanted to they wanted it to really be good. I did. I did. I I I, I was I'm still interested in it. I still want to see it just because I watched the other two and was into them. Look, you got the purge. What the purge is is really fucking aw like a great idea. Yeah. And then they take a great idea and put these other stupid ideas with them like Hey, uh, it, it's all crime is legal for 12 hours, except for you can't have like certain kind of guns. All government members are immune. Nobody's going to follow those rules. You dumb fuck. Yeah. That's stupid as hell. And this one, they're dragging guillotines into back alleys. Uh, Bubba Gump is trying to protect his, his, uh, like, I don't know. I was put Basically, off. it reached its... <laughs> yeah, you told your story. There's no more. Yeah, it reached its It reached its end. And you had a really good idea with this one, with the with the presidential candidate trying to eliminate it, and they're like, yeah. well, we're going after her, which is a cool fucking idea. Just, uh, I, I, I turned this one off before it was fucking over, too. Mm. And, oh, man, I'll tell you what, dude. When you have your uh, one of your main enemies looks to be a 15-year-old black girl with gigantic boobs and <laughs> afro pigtails trying to intimidate Bubba Gump before the purge even happens in his store. And she's like, what the? You're just like, huh? There's no way Bubba Gump. She's trying to steal candy from the store and trying to intimidate Bubba Gump. And I'm like. In what world does this go down? And then, like, ten minutes later, the purge happens, and she shows up. Bubba Gump's got... This is the dumbest shit in the world. Purge insurance. Bubba Gump has no purge insurance for his little deli store. So he has to protect it himself. <laughs> so oh, stupid. Jesus. And there yeah, are, it, it's, it really does sound like they ran out of ideas. There are people that are, like, purge... They go out on purge night just to help with medical... Like, mm-hmm. roving bands of ambulance drivers, this one lady is. But, yeah, this little girl, she shows up at this bustier with her boobs hanging out everywhere. And she's got an AK-47. She's driving a Lexus covered in Christmas lights. And she's got an AK-47 with rhinestones on the... Like, where did you get this shit? Come the fuck on. <laughs> it, 
just, I, it lost me, and I was just like, nope, I, I don't think I need to ever fucking finish this movie. It's terrible. Fucking, I'm out. I, I was just surprised across the board, everyone saying the same thing about it. It got real, it took a stupid idea that was pretty good, but then it got, like, really extra stupid with it. <laughs> it got real extra stupid. Uh, extra stupid. Like, the first one's good. It's all in the house. Oh, yeah. The second one, they do this really interesting thing where it's like an anthology movie. Yep. The third one, they're just like, uh, whatever. <laughs> We're going to cash in on the election, and uh, it didn't quite work out. Nope. Pretty much. You're right. It sucks. Um, sucks real bad, actually. Uh, and I finally finished the Netflix series Stranger Things, which, holy crap, so good. I, I've not seen anyone say one bad fucking word about it. I believe movie. somebody even had a question for us about that. Oh, yeah? I haven't even read yeah. the questions. Didn't know we I was looking anything. over them earlier, and I believe there's a question oh, somebody okay. asked if we watched that or not. Tim Gross would love it. I know you haven't it's, seen it. Yeah, you explained it to me. I, it sounds interesting. If the mist uh, was made by Stephen King in the ni- in like 1982, and uh, there's just so many kids tropes movies in there, they took from. It has my interest. Yeah, Let's they, put it that way. It has my interest. If I find it on DVD, I'm probably gonna buy it to check it out. They took so many uh, inspirations from like old Stephen King movies, old Spielberg movies, and. So good. And the monster was pretty awesome. And yeah. Yeah, it's fucking... It's the hurt... It's it. It's all that shit. It's it's great. Yeah, I loved it. I can't... I hope... It's... This is a series. I hope the next one they do is going to be kind of like True Detective, only be the, the second one be good. Where <laughs> a whole bunch of... It's just new people, different story. Well, I don't know if you've heard, uh, apparently Matthew McConaughey's coming back for that. For True Detective? Yeah. There's a lot of talk of bringing him back for it. If he plays the same character, yeah. I'm guessing that. It, it ha- there was a story about it earlier in the week. Like I said, I, I actually paid attention more to stuff that went on in the news this week than watched movies. Well, it's Comic-Con. Nerd, yeah, nerd, nerd, Take it over right now. Yeah. And oh, holy cow, if that, like, never, I think even as big a Game of Thrones fan as I am, I liked True Detective more. Mm-hmm. And that, just that first season, the second season, everybody's on board. It, it fucking, it screwed the pooch and stepped out the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, from what I've heard, that's all everybody yeah. talked about. It, it was not even worth fucking watching, but that first season, like, those, that will draw you in, and you're just like, what the fuck is this shit? And I always love movies about, like, southern meth heads. Mm-hmm. Like, down in the sticks. I love that. Out into the furnace. I love all the greasy fucking shit in that. It's just some fucking... That's primo uh, greased up, gross rednecks living in the woods to cooking meth and shit. It's great. But I also watched... Um, the second disc, I didn't know this was on there. I bought those video nasties, the yes. co- the collection, the two documentaries, where Severn, I saw the guys from Severn, and they were like, hey, we'll uh, make you a deal. Because well, I was going to get those video nasties at the last convention I was at. I got those, and they were like, hey, 25 bucks, we'll give you the two video nasties box sets and Bloody Birthday on Blu-ray. And I said, fuck yes, sold, sir. 
Yeah. And the second disc is really cool because they have on the first disc is the first 39 entries of the list and they they show the trailers and it uh people talk about them like film people which I just fucking love. And I've been watching the living shit out of that uh, that stuff. It's great. And right now I'm watching Dune. <laughs> Dune, a movie that I have no opinion of other than I will watch it because that cast is unfucking believable. And I love the, I love Prince Harkonnen as a character. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and give me a fucking sting in his underwear running around with a knife. Everett McGill? It's just, I didn't know Everett McGill was in that. Holy shit. The guy from, uh, 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 people under the stairs yeah i didn't know he was in there yep and and give me paul i just want here's what we need tim we need an, a whole movie about the harkonnens paul smith we need him and sting and the flying fat man just in a real world type situation <laughs> that'd be the fucking best i believe paul smith's dead i don't care we could bring him back god damn everybody's in this movie dean stockwell max von Sydow. yep Never before has a, a fucking Jesus. This is a Buckaroo Banzai type situation. Anyway, we got news, of course, because it is a nerd Comic Con weekend. So yeah. Any, besides that, before we even get into any of yeah. that, I wanted to, just in case, by some chance you're living under a rock. Uh, Bill Cardell passed away. This oh, I was gonna, I was week. gonna save that for later. Yeah. Yeah, he passed away uh, last Let's do week. it now. Let's do the little... What, what's your... Because I know... We'll save the news for a second. I know Pittsburgh loved that man. Oh, yeah. Dude, he uh, supposedly... Uh, yesterday's Pirate game, uh, before the game started, right after they, they did the National Anthem, there's pictures of it on Facebook. They put up his picture... And had a moment of silence in front of almost a sold-out crowd there at Pirate at PNC Park Forum. That's cool. Uh, yeah, there's just I even wrote something on uh, at GrossMoverReviews.com just telling a story about him, and basically he's the reason why I am the way I am, uh, even before Joe Bob. Uh, but it just so many people came out and have talked about him and. This was his third round of fighting cancer, and last weekend when Lori Cardell put out a statement basically saying they're going home, uh, you knew it was done. He knew yeah. he he was going home because he, he was done fighting, and that's cool. Dude had an unbelievable life, and he went out. It was great hearing stories about so many people from the, around the world that not only know him from Chiller Theater, but Night of Living Dead and Studio Wrestling. Yeah, I was gonna, and, I was gonna say he was a wrestling commentator. Yeah, this dude literally has done everything you could even imagine. Uh, it, it just, it was ridiculous, and he's been doing it in Pittsburgh since 1957. And uh, there was people sending letters from Japan, wishing him well. It just he he was getting cards and all kinds of stuff. It was really cool and yeah, that's what I said. I was like, yeah, you want to cry, but that dude, you got he's the kind of person that you got to celebrate. That dude yeah. was the nicest person you could meet. 
He, he was nice. I think I met him. I think. I just I remember I, like the I think it was the second horror realm he showed up it was where I finally met him for the very first time. I thought he was at a wasteland and we talked to him. Nope. No. Not at a wasteland. But uh, uh it was weird cuz it was like one of the first times in a long time he did anything like kind of like, you know, convention-wise that for horror movie fans, basically. Yeah. And when he showed up, I hurried up and jumped in line. I was like 20 people in. And even when I got out of line and Dan was with me, he's like, what the hell is going on? I was like, that is the line for Bill Cardell. And we're talking like... Oh, these you, people, they, they jump the genre. Yeah. They, they it, go out like a whole people that aren't into the horror movie. There style. was a line wrapped around the convention going outside... To yes. meet him, it was stories like you hear about Bruce Campbell. You got to see it right in front of us. Like it was funny because I believe it was Tiffany Shepis and Debbie Rashawn was sitting next to him, and they were like, "Even what the hell is going on?" Like not realizing how big he actually was. And eventually, they even got in line and were getting autographs from Bill. <laughs> it was just one of those things. It was funny because you were seeing other celebrities like. Okay, I got to see what's going on, you know. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like they were checking him out and talking to him. It, it just it was amazing and the dude took all the time in the world to listen to everyone's story. And it just it's a cool thing because you still to this day hear stories about when Chiller Theater was on. Mind you, Chiller Theater was on from 1964 to 1984. Uh-huh. They would shut down bars. Yes, because they, the Theater was on. Yes, eleven thirty come on. Eleven thirty, they would not matter what was going on. They would turn on Chiller Theater and bars. Mm-hmm. Mind you, too, one of the things people do not realize: Saturday Night Live. We're talking the primetime players. Chiller Theater didn't uh, start until after Saturday Night Live until nineteen eighty. Those first five years of primetime players. Saturday Night Live, they got, it, yeah. it got preempted. It came on after Chiller Theater. They fought the national network, NBC. They fought them until finally because the ratings were so high in and around Pittsburgh for Chiller Theater. That's how big that dude was. Mm-hmm. And it just it was it's a cool thing. That dude, like I said, he was one of the nicest people you could ever meet in a, in your life. Just yeah, those. Those horror, like, from back in that time, yeah. those horror movie guys, if they show up, the, the, the hosts, they jump the, the fucking genre. Yep. They, everyone will, we had Sammy Terry around here was just as popular as Bill Cardill was to you guys. People would shut down when that shit came on. Saturday yeah, night, fucking Sammy Terry, everybody was watching him. Yeah, it was just, it, it's all, amazing yeah. about his when life. Would, it was uh, really- would Bill Cardill do the same stuff as, as Sammy Terry? Would he be like, hey, uh, we're going to open up this new giant eagle and Bill Cardill's going to show up? And No, no. What he um, he was a newscaster at the same time and did yeah. the weather. And just like he was doing this on the side and it just happened to catch fire. <laughs> like, like, hey, we're going to show horrible movies. And people loved it. It was one of those things he, that... If they were looking to just do something for fun and 
you know, it go for a short time. time, man. Yeah, and it just kept going. Was the point? It just kept going. And that dude, he's like, even after that show ended, he was still doing radio and was on the TV news for a while. But he was a radio broadcaster up until I think last year. He really? he retired. Yeah. I didn't know he went. He went that long. Yeah, that dude. It was funny because I was reading other stuff about him too. Uh, just all week long, I was reading stuff about him after this happened. And apparently, uh, even before he came to Pittsburgh, he used to be a broadcaster for the Cleveland Indians. And oh, he's a traitor! He went from Cleveland <laughs> to Pittsburgh. He did. Oh, he did no. the Cleveland Indians, and he did uh, Lake Erie minor league team, and all the monsters. I think that's what yeah. He 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 didn't uh, he didn't drink, but the sponsor would give him a case of beer every week, and he would give it to the crew, and he was talking <laughs> about that. But he literally came on vacation in 1957. And never Labor went Day, back. <laughs> Labor Day week, yeah. Labor Day weekend, and basically the same weekend he came here to interview for a job with uh, WPXI at that time, Channel 11. Uh, they were called something else at that time, like WPIC or something, uh, for a TV job. He was actually offered a general manager job at a station in Cleveland, and he passed it up because he just said it felt he just felt like uh, he should be here. Just had a feeling was his response, and he was he was making what was it? His starting pay was a hundred and ten dollars a week in nineteen fifty seven. Shit! <laughs> Took another one. God damn it! That's okay. <laughs> they all start out great in in fucking Cleveland and end up in Pittsburgh, I guess. But R.I.P. Chili Billy. That sucks, dude. Yeah, because I know I know how people reacted when our dude died. You guys pretty much did the same thing. It's fucking suck. It fucking sucks, dude. And the bad thing is, nobody will ever be like that, dude. You never yep. get a replacement. No, that was no. Just one of a kind. Um. Anyway, so you want to do the news? Uh, which direction do you want to go with the news? Because there's so many other, so many directions we can go. You start out. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? What do you got? Okay, well, I know you mentioned it. You wanted to talk about the Rucker Hauer films that are Blade Runner. Uh oh. Uh, yeah, uh, you got to find that. I don't remember. <laughs> I have it. Okay, you got to send it to me because I couldn't find it. Okay, give me one yeah. second. Yeah, we got a list about Rucker Hauer films that was sent to us by Rodrigo, I think. Yep. He had it up, and I read it, and I was just like... Tim Gross has problems with it. It's oh, lie. yeah, these people are stupid. Yep. <laughs> there, I... It, it's... I even love the, the title of the article, 25 of the best Rutger Hauer movies that aren't Blade Runner. And guess what number one is? Blade, Blade Runner! Runner. <laughs> yeah, it was... The... Fucking sense. Yeah, it was dumb. Stupid cinema blender, whatever the fuck. Um, it is Den of the Geek. Oh, they're one of those news aggregates. Fucking dummies. Um, yeah. Let's talk about, well, Scream Factory. Did you see all the shit they're going to put out? 
Yeah, yeah. Cream Factory blowing it up. I'm, I'm assuming out at Comic Con, you got Blu-rays of. Never seen some of these. Never seen Dead of Winter. If it's the one I'm thinking, you're not missing anything. Okay, you've got Dead of Winter. The how? Never seen the house that screamed. Yeah. Uh, you got Summer Party Massacre Two, which is yes. awesome. Which is kind of weird they're putting that on on Blu-ray. I, I, I guess only the first one is. Now. I thought all three were, but I, who knows? I thought they had the box set. Yeah, I was going to say, there was some kind of <laughs> thing that came out with bloody shower curtains or something like that a while yeah, back. something like that. You've got, uh, this one's going to be awesome. I'm going to get this one, Dreamscape. Yeah, and I heard there's going to be actual extras to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've that... got another good one, Poltergeist 2. Uh, yeah. You were talking about this one earlier, Black Christmas. And this one has never been out on DVD, I believe, Willard, the original Willard. Mm, you might Maybe be I'm right on. No, if bears. it is, it was a bare bones if it was, but I don't remember. One of those two rap movies have never been on DVD. It's either yeah. Willard or Ben. I, I think it, it might it be might... Ben because of the Michael Jackson song. Yeah. That makes but, sense. Yeah, but Willard, that doesn't get... I mean, the remake got more promotion than that one did. Well, the, yeah, the remake is the one I've been wanting to do this on the show forever, because that's like the best remake. Chrisman Glover, yeah, Chrisman it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, Pretty and cool. Bubba Hotep. Yeah. Which will be good, because they'll do that one up. And you got some Cronenberg titles in here. You got Dead Ringers and Rabid. Mm-hmm. Which well, did... Rabid, just for the mere reason, uh, the Suska sisters are... Are they remaking I'll, it? I, I don't know if they're directing it, but I know, I believe they're producers of it. I know they were helping that along, get that know. going. That doesn't bode well. I'm not too big of a fan of those people. I like them a I like lot. them, but I don't like what they're, I haven't liked anything they've done so far. Uh, I've been a fan. See No Evil 2 was... I liked it. Awful. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't the first one, I, but I did like it. <laughs> It, it was it, it was better than laid the rest too. <laughs> that one needs the. I'm telling you, they need if there's one sequel out there, and they've apologized. They were like, they know they screwed that one up. Oh yeah, God, man, that pissed that. You want to talk about off. movies? It pisses me off. That sequel pissed me off. Yep. And that. And you got a uh, <laughs> uh, Blu-ray release of Hellhole. Never yeah, seen it. which I want to see because I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> but this is the one I wanted to talk about, Tim Gross. Scream Factory's release of the thing. Oh, uh, you don't want to talk about them uh, going to release Metal Storm? Oh yeah, well we, that was a separate Metal Storm. Look, we're, that's highly regarded on the show. <laughs> which I'm curious because they're not putting out any like details on that one yet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they'll get it. But the thing, is this a case of fucking... Yes. Uh, yes. Like, fansploitation? Yes. I guess would be a good word for it. Yes. I mean, Jesus Christ. Is it, the thing is starting to enter Army of Darkness territory. Yeah. It's not there yet, because, you know, Army of Darkness has rewritten... The book on this, but we're talking even the first Evil Dead movies. This is already this is entering their territory. Not Army. I should 
correct myself, the Evil Dead first and second movie territory, not Army of Darkness, where it has a new... I'm sure just there's talking just right one, now, there's, there's a one, new Army of Darkness yeah. being released right now. There's one factory in, like, Wisconsin that's just... Their job is solely to print Army of Darkness DVDs and Blu-rays. Yep. That's and it. have a different cover every time. <laughs> I still love mine, uh, the official bootleg. <laughs> that's my copy. I love it. Just, I've seen... I just... Oh, man. That just bothers me on a whole different level. Yeah, I think Stream Factory is getting into this uh, limited edition 5,000. Get yours now. Yeah, I don't mind releasing some of the titles, but like Metal Metal Storm, for instance, there is no known footage or uncut version of that film. And is this, hey, we are going to claim quote unquote clean it up and put it out there you know or is this hey we have metal storm we're gonna make a big deal we got this title but we're just putting it out there and we're gonna make a few bucks because i don't know man this is scream factory they do a really good job (laughs) i'm not saying they don't with some of their titles but a lot of times yeah i know what you're talking about but metal storm is the empire picture right Yes, it is. Charles Band always has, like, extra shit lying around. He does and he doesn't. It just, I feel he's Metal got Storm... A, he's at, got a magic warehouse, Tim Gross, come on! I, I honestly believe there is nothing we didn't see on screen with Metal Storm. <laughs> you might be right on, the, on that one. <laughs> That's it, I'm just saying... But I'm just I saying, just, don't underestimate Charles Band's magic warehouse. But all that. But getting back, vomits out shit all the time. But getting back to the thing in Army of Darkness and the Evil Dead movies, the problem there is you already have the DVD version that has been supposedly widescreen aspect ratio of whatever, whatever commentaries, every extra known to man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just it's how much is there out there? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh my god. It's like when they released Destroyer, I was A, happy it got released and put out there, but B, I was kind of disappointed because it's like, I know there's more to this movie. I would have liked them to track down some extras or something for this movie. It it just, stuff like that, I would, sometimes I really would like more, especially for what you're paying. That's all. I don't mind, you know, there's a shitload new stuff they're putting out on this thing, uh, mm. Blu-ray, but they're just, it's that Mondo business plan that I fucking hate, that just preys on the fans. Get yep. yours now, because there's only 5000 and if you want it, uh, pay triple on eBay. Yeah, well, you mean the supposedly uh, Blood Diner Blu-ray that's being pushed out there? Blood Diner Blu-ray. I don't know anything about a Blood yeah, Diner Blu-ray. There's a blood di- yeah, there's a Blood Diner Blu-ray supposed to be out there September 27th, I believe. Is this a Code Red bullshit? No, it's not. Huh. <laughs> I believe this is under Shout Factory. Oh, no, I didn't even see them. I just know they've, they've announced so many. Like, you've got it. Here's yeah. five more. Fucking. I, I'm curious to see how this goes, because um, there is a, you know, that Felsher big thing that was supposed to go down what two three years ago and it never happened and next thing you know blood diner the vhs copies pushed out on an eight pack dvd that you can't find anywhere 
I don't know. I'm not sure. I know what you're talking about. Uh, supposedly, Felsher. He, I don't know if it was with Shout Factory or not, but he tracked down uh, Jackie Kong and. It, like, he had enough stuff, kind of like the creep show thing. He had enough stuff that he could release a two-disc package. For Blood Diner. Guess, for Blood Diner. And I guess whatever, something held it up, and it just never got done. Hmm. But there was all this stuff that he did for it, and I know he's been kind of quiet about it, and it kind of disappeared, but shortly after, all of a sudden, like, that direct to, hey, we're just going to throw this, like, it was on that eight-disc... Yeah, the one thing. I can't... Or the one I found. I can't find the sixth one. Yeah, they, that showed up at Walmart for five bucks, uh, and it's basically the VHS copy of Blood Diner. Hmm. No, so, I didn't see them announce Blood Diner. Yeah, it's out there. I just keep waiting on the day. I open up fucking Facebook and scream because she says, hey, guess what? Spookies is coming. And then I play Queens, We Are the Champions, and me and Parker Bowman dance, and we don't stop <laughs> dancing for the rest of the day. <laughs> but here's, here's five more uh, releases. <laughs> You've got a double feature of Deathstalker 1 and 2. Yep. And I've not seen these last four. Up from the Depths. Yeah, I have it. Message from Space. Don't have that. Time Walker. I've never Heard even... That heard of this one the velvet vampire mm, don't know but yeah got... up from the depths um was it them it might have been shout factory but three years ago where they pushed out all those roger corman films oh well up from the depths screams roger corman yeah yeah uh, yeah they pushed out uh humanoids from the deep and like re-released some of his Corman Presents titles that he had out in the late 90s, like Death Race 2000 and stuff like that, and Up From the Depths was one of them. I'm going to have to watch that. That looks pretty interesting. I have it on DVD, and like they had, uh, what is it, The Forbidden Planet, which was pretty cool, that was never released to DVD and got a release. Because that I was all for, because there were some titles out there haven't seen the light of day since the early 80s. Yeah. And they they released a whole bunch of Corman stuff out there that is out on DVD, and some of them even got a Blu-ray release, which was really cool. I think we'll see Blu-ray. Well, Corman is getting up there. Yeah, and and then I just... I I think we're going to see a lot of releases from... Because I got some of those releases because they actually... they had, you know, whether it was extras or commentaries, but they also had little stories on the inside covers. And oh, that had, Humanoids from the Deep Blu-ray is fucking amazing. Yeah, and they had multiple box covers for it, too, that, you know, the old artwork and stuff, which was cool. So that was kind of reason I got some of those. And the last one, they are also releasing Child's Play, which I've said before is a series I don't give a fuck about. I like, but... I don't care until it's on at Halloween. <laughs> right. Well, like, the first Child's Play, I think, sucks. I think that's one that people revel in that I don't think is a very good movie. Yeah, Brad Dwarf is awesome, and Chucky's mm-hmm. a, a great design, but I like it when it gets cheesy. I like two and three. Four got a little too cheesy for me when... when <laughs> look, Bride? Yeah. When, Love it. When uh, John Waters shows up in your movie, you've jumped the cheese shark. 
I love Bride and I love Seed of Chucky. I just saw a video the other day on the internet. It was like one of those ten, ten things, blah, blah, blah. But this one was like from Watch Mojo or something that makes their whole YouTube channel, you know, top ten of this and that. And this yeah. one was, uh, it, I don't remember if it was Bride or Seed. It was like top ten after credit scenes that changed the whole entire movie. And I didn't know one of those is either Bride or Chucky, like has four after credit scenes where it, I know curse of Chucky did. No, this one is Bride because Tiffany shows up and steals Chucky back and mm-hmm. then, then it ends and then it gets mail. It's another one starts. It gets mailed to out Al- like Alex Vincent, the kid from the original one. Yeah. That's curse. That's curse of Chucky. And then it ends again. And then, and then Chucky, it starts again and Chucky cuts himself out of the box and the kid shoots him in the face with a shotgun. Yeah. That's curse of Chucky. I didn't know that existed. Yep. That's fucking crazy. Dude. I have that. Yeah. Chucky to me is just a non threat. Like I'm not scared of Chucky. If Chucky attacked me, I'd just kick him. I'd kick the shit out of that little fucker. I don't care. Yeah. Cause the cool thing about curse of Chucky, uh, Curse of Chucky is Brad Dorif's daughter stars in it also. Yeah, I never finished that one either. I need to. Yeah, I, I thought it was actually really decent. I need I... to. Uh, also in Comic-Con nerd news, um, or Comic-Con news, whatever you want to call it, they are pimping that, that documentary we want to see big time, Celluloid Wizards in the Video Wasteland, the saga of Empire Pictures. Yeah, uh, yeah. Still no release date, man. It's because it started out, I believe, as a Kickstarter thing. Oh, man. Knowing Charles, man, yeah, probably. Yeah, well, that was the thing. I think he didn't at first have anything to do with it. And now he does. (laughs) There's money to be made. He's like, hey, remember me? I've got a magic warehouse. What do you need? (laughs) Yeah, it was one of those things. I think it was literally like a fan like myself of Full Moon, but they were literally just a fan of Empire Pictures. Which is cool in itself, and that's how it got started, because then um, I guess this person contributed on that book about the Empire films that Charles Band and somebody else released like two years ago, which looks amazing, looks really cool and stuff to check out. It has every Empire Pictures film in that book and talks about them. Why was Tim Gross not involved in this project? <laughs> and uh, that was how the ball got really rolling on this project of this documentary that I want I want to see it. I want it bad. I want to see this too. It looks fucking great. Um well, you know, we talked about the fucking I was going to watch the trailers but fuck them now. We've already had our say on uh, the Wonder Woman and Justice League trailers. Yes. So who cares? Uh, Did you get to uh, listen to uh, the Aliens 30th Anniversary panel? No, uh uh-uh. Yeah. uh, I listened to the Game of Thrones one, that was it. Yeah, the cap... Excuse me. Who was involved first? Tell me who was involved in this. Everyone. Paxton? (laughs) Paxton was there? Yep. Everyone was in. Henriksen, Sigourney Weaver, James Cameron, Galen Hurd, Paul Reiser... Um, the chick had played Newt. <clears throat> Excuse me. They were all there. Blomkamp and... show up? No, he didn't, but Sigourney Weaver talks about it, too. Huh. Oh, let's check it out. I'm sure it's on YouTube. I sent you the link. I think it might be on the Bloodbath. I don't know if I put it on your 
Facebook page or just on the Bloodbath? No, page? I didn't. I, I listened to the Game of Thrones one, and that was it. And yeah, I, even I got bored with that after a while. Yeah, it's pretty good. I was. It was cool to listen to and talk about and cool. stuff like that. I can't wait for this new one, man. It's going to be good. Yeah, well, or, well. First, you gotta wait for Convent to come out. The I the, don't care, man. Don't give a <laughs> shit. Um, I only besides Comic Con, did you catch this piece of news? Uh, it's not so much news as somebody wrote a great article um, on iHorror.com earlier this week, and their subject was uh, AMC's Fear Fest. Uh-uh. Apparently, this is the 20th anniversary oh, of... Oh, is this where they want Joe Bob involved? Yes. He fits. It, yeah, and I, the, dude, the, the person made great, great points. I love the idea. Uh, like I said, it's not for the whole entire thing, even just have it on Halloween, just because he, he knows a lot about the Halloween movies, and it'd be a lot of fun for him, you know, just... Uh-huh fans he would fit perfectly into it that's the big thing I'm, he, I, if it's got a joe bob involved it always gets a thumbs up for me yeah i Love really that, like this idea because me personally i think fear fest is kind of yeah you just you're like oh okay cool they're gonna do two weeks of horror films you know they're on gonna AMC. show halloween four and five nine different fucking times yeah it, that's the only thing you get out of it it's kind of lost its luster I kind of wanted to see, I think we talked about this a while back. I would love to see, because uh, <coughs> I'm not sure if it's Turner, TCM, or AMC that has that underground show. It's TCM, the Turner see, Classic Movies. That's where Joe Bob needs to host that show. Yep. But again, listen to the name, Turner. No, I didn't, yeah. I, I don't think that's ever happening. As much as I want to, I don't think, I, I want it. Does he belong? Yes. We, but it, it just, it's one of those things. I don't think with Monster Vision gone, I don't think it's, but I will say this. Joe Bob is not going out without a fight. And I don't know what's gotten up in his crawl this past year. All of a sudden he wants to start doing this stuff again because it's, you know, he's really putting it out there. It's not just the fans any longer. I want, I want so. Joe Bob to do something. I want Joe yeah. Bob. He needs to be back, visual on TV somewhere. Oh, yeah. And I think part of it, too, is he he just wrote another book as John Bloom, which is his real name. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, completely different than what Joe Bob Briggs is. So uh, I think he's even going to push for this harder now. I think, I so. swear, look, Joe Bob, he listens. He listens to the podcast. I know it. I know he <laughs> does. Uh, your idea, dude. Do commentaries for movies and sell them for a dollar. Yeah. That would just be no overhead. Well, he did, the, he did a certain amount of movies a while back, and I, I love them. I got them all. That needs to, yeah, do that, dude. I would just be the best. Uh, a couple other things in the news. Uh, not so much news, but just about John Cross. First one is for anybody that needs a reason to go check out After Movie Diner. Uh Besides him redoing it, he did an interview with Michael Morarty. Yep. Covers Q and the stuff. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and John Cross is posting all of his pictures. It was one year ago today. Which is not true. It was two years ago. I thought it was, I felt longer, but 
He's claiming a year. No, last year was... No, it was, so, it was a dude, year. I think it was two years. I don't know. Last year, Poor Realm was. I I just came up because John was supposed to come up and he did. Wait, no, that yeah. was that spring break thing. Maybe he's yeah. right. Yep. But he's posting pictures all over the place of him passed out and <laughs> playing the ukulele and. Oh, that was the funnest fucking weekend. Uh, it just, it just, it, it, you know, it's been a year since John Cross invaded Pittsburgh, and it was a lot of fun. It's been a year since he fell asleep on your couch, and in his sleep <laughs> he was talking about Spookies and Donald Pleasants. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the John Cross stuff. Um, oh, one other thing, uh, newsworthy. Did you catch the Blair Witch sequel? That was my next thing. Yeah. I, did, okay. Did you watch the trailer? I have seen the trailer. I'm in! I hate the fucking Blair Witch Project. I thought it was dumb as shit. When I saw it, I was like, man, I was fucking fooled. Good fucking shit. The second one is pretty, you know, crappy. Book of Shadows, I enjoy it just because of how cheesy it is. Eh, not even. I can't even enjoy it on that level. I do. But this one, I'm in. It looks pretty good. Holy shit, we got a bunch of questions all of a sudden. Uh-oh. Well, let's get to our Rugger Hauer list of wrongness okay hold on let me get back to that now that i'm seeing a shitload of questions that just appeared <laughs> okay hold i haven't on. read one of them i just fucking oh no I, the, there, there was at least like 10 and now 10 more just showed up in the time we were talking so basically what you said is ed, ed quillen has turned the internet on i haven't seen ed quillen's oh, name the sad <laughs> okay where did this go um hold on before joe bob there we go yes the rucker hauer thing yeah. i gotta let it load up all its stupid ads and everything too here yeah that's the fucking worst part about these fucking sites okay you ready for this yeah let's let's get on with the uh complaining here because this list is Do you want the top 10 or the top it is a top 25 well, i got 25 so let's do 25 okay this is uh, the top 25 rutger hauer movies that are not blade runner uh according to den of geek dot yeah. com uh-huh. 25 is buffy the vampire slayer i would put that much higher yes i agree i would definitely be in the top 10 24. Do you remember like when Buffy came? That was a big deal. He was in it because he wasn't yep. anything forever. Oh yeah, yeah. I have posters, original posters from that. Of course you do. <laughs> uh, 24 is Cold Blood. Never seen it. I've seen it, but I just I don't know. 70s this, German flick. Th- yeah, this kind of belongs where it belongs. Um, 23 is Bleeders. I need to see this. I I need to see this again, because it's been so long. He, he's not a major part of it. See, but... that's the bad part about Rutger Hauer movies, is they'll pitch it to you as a Rutger Hauer movie, but he shows up for five minutes and... Yeah, like... yeah, well, there's a couple of those movies on here, and we're going to get into that. Case in point, Turbulence 3. <laughs> uh, 22 is Call of the Wild Never heard of this one Looks like it's uh, a beat movie 21 is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind This is uh, Clooney's directorial debut Oh this this movie is fucking fantastic 
This movie's about the gong show host that the guy who used to co guy who used to host the gong show, Chuck Barris, uh, always yes. claimed he was a special agent by the CIA or yes. AKA mental in the head. This is a really good fucking movie. Check this out, guys. Uh, 20 is Bloodhounds of Broadway. Never seen it, but it's got Matt Dillon in it. Yeah, never seen it either. Madonna number 19. Even? Wow. Yeah, oh, number Randy Quaid, too. We gotta check this out. <laughs> number 19 is Sin City, and this is again. Not in there He's enough. in it for five minutes. Yeah, not in there enough. So, I like He's in, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like his character, but yeah, he's literally in it for five minutes. Fucking perverted Pope. 18, Wanted Dead or Alive, should have been, been higher. much higher up. This We're talking top five, top five. Yep. yeah. 17, Batman Begins. Yeah, not in it enough. Yep. Uh, 16, Blind, uh, Blind Side, a supposedly TV movie. That had Rebecca DeMoray and Ron Silver never even never. heard of. Yeah. Uh, 15, Turkish Delight. This is his first. Yes. I believe this is a softcore porno. Uh, I don't know about that, but I do. Like, I remember hearing, like, this is some off. It's, the, it's Veroven. Yeah, off the track kind of film. Surprisingly, number fourteen is Salute of the Jugger. I don't like that movie, but it should have been higher because that is a Rugger Hauer movie. Yes, it is. I like the movie, and I was surprised it was actually on the list because there is a couple of movies that were left off the list. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Uh, number thirteen, Nighthawk. Nighthawk should that's top five. Yep. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. That, yep. Matter of fact, you know what? I want to watch Nighthawks. That's next week on the show. I had something picked, but. I, I just watched watch that recently, like a month ago. I want to see that. that so that's what I'm going to do next week. Number 12 is Fatherland. I remember this coming out on HBO, and it's not that bad. Yep. Uh, number 11 is Split Second. You could just cross one of those ones right off, because this is number <laughs> one. I was waiting for it. There is no other fucking better Rutger Hauer movie than Split Second. It is it, the it, number it, one. Yeah, I was going to say, this. there is an argument for Split Second being number one. There's no argument. This is fucking fact. Well, number I was one. just going to say, there, the only other one that I had really argued that I think he was just downright amazing. And we're going to get to it. When we get to it, I'll let you know. Number, t <laughs> number 10 is Flesh and Blood. I've never seen this movie, but I do know that he bangs the living shit out of... Uh... Jennifer Jason yep, Leigh. in a hot tub, I believe. Yep, because number nine is Lady, Lady Hawk, Hawk, and I believe Flesh and Blood should be before Lady Hawk. It should, Lady Hawk should have been done further than nine. Uh, Lady Hawk, my mom's favorite movie. Uh, number eight, and this is, this the, is the one, one I think is the argument, The Hitcher. Uh, I, whew, that is a tough argument to make, man. Because I just think he plays the ultimate villain. Anybody that, anybody else in the Hitcher, nobody would remember that fucking movie. Exactly, and that's the reason why. Um, number seven, which was kind of high, Surviving the Game. Oh no, I definitely, this is great. This would have been like number ten. Yeah. This would have been number ten for me. Gary I, I, Yeah. Ice-T, yeah, just a troll Tell that story about the dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crazy. 
Uh, number six, never heard of this one, The Legend of the Holy Drinker. I've never heard of it either. Nope. Uh, number five, and well, yeah. I can understand why it made it in, in, in top five, Blind Fury. This is three, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> this will be three. Uh, awesome movie. Number four is Hobo with a Shotgun. Don't like it. I still don't like it. Love it. it. That might be my number three movie for Rucker Hour. I don't fucking like that movie at all. Number three, Escaped from Sober. Or Sobar. How is it? Sobador. Sobador, yeah. Um, This one's interesting. Yeah, if you're into war movies, I've gotten to see this once. It's well worth checking out if you're into war movies. Yeah, he's got a... This next one looks fucking interesting, too. Number two, Soldier of Orange. I'd never seen that. And of course, number one is Blade Runner, which, which they said makes, makes no sense. sense. But that would be in my top five. But they forgot to put in their Omega Doom. Yes, and Wedlock. Wedlock, yes. And, uh, shit, I forgot. I had another one. I can't remember. Fuck. It's a good one, too, yeah. Omega Doom, Wedlock. What else? I just... Yeah, those, those are glaring admissions, but you're wrong, Den of Geek. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that kind of that was kind of poopy, but it was fun to go through the list. Yeah, thanks, Rodrigo. Yep, you ready to go through questions? I am. Let's go. Okay, on our first page, we got Tristan Gnarly Martin has a few uh, questions here, uh, along with your boy Josh. Nar- Martin goes first. How amazing is Vigo Mortensen as the devil in the prophecy? It's pretty good. I love the line he says at the end. And he's eating Gabriel's cold black heart. I love you. I love you more than Feldman. I really enjoyed the first, second, and third movie. I wish at times I had Gabriel's power of the shush. Martin, I couldn't agree more. The shush it, is pretty cool. Uh, it's just... it, And I will get into that when we talk about the prophecy, because I have a whole thing about walking and... Uh, it just, it, yeah, I love all, I really do like all three movies. I've been wanting to watch these again, and this, I just wanted to do the first one. But anyhow, uh, Gnarly Martin wants to know, have you seen a little movie treat called From the Dark? If so, please review and discuss it on a future episode. I watched it the other night, really enjoyed it. If you enjoyed Dog Soldiers, I think you'll enjoy it. It kind of has the same kind of vibe. I'm looking this up. From the Dark. I think maybe I saw it on Netflix. I didn't see the movie, but I think I've seen it on Netflix. That They had it. I was going to say, it's not the movie I thought Lost in the what? Dark, which I have. It's and not the it. uh, Seagal Against the Dark. Against the Dark. No, this is another Irish movie. 2014. I have not seen this. Also known as Demon from the Dark. From the Dark. I would like to see this. Uh, This looks okay. I would watch this. I'd definitely be up to see this. Thank you, Mr. Martin. Uh Yeah, I would like to see that one. I'm surprised Um, Corey Feldman isn't in the cast. (laughs) That requires showing up. Uh, (laughs) Burn, sucker. uh, Your boy Josh down the road. He said, I I, I always thought the David Warner segment in Necronomicon could have been a full-length movie of its own. What do you guys think? Um, I disagree. I think out of all of those stories, that would be the last one I would want to see as a full-length 
But David Warner is fucking great in that goddamn movie. I don't necessarily disagree with Josh, but I think, I think if it's longer, it's not as good. I, I think the Bruce Payne one need to, needed to be... If there, there was anyone that warranted a full movie, it would have been the Bruce Payne segment, the first one. Yeah, but you kind of got that with Dagon. Yeah, yeah, true. All of those, all of those movies could have been fleshed out to be longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tristan has another question. I cannot wait for the second season season of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Do you think it will surpass in awesomeness of the first season? Oh. If I read correctly, Mr. Martin, in my opinion, it will, if it's true that I read today that supposedly they announced at Comic-Con there will be references to Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness, I read that. They must have got some rights issues cleared up. Yeah, that is a sticking point for me in this. If they could do that, yes, the second season will be better. And from the trailer, apparently they are going to the cabin. Hey, I'm in for that, 100%. Look, I've kind of like... I said at the first of the week we could we could fix a lot of the internet's problems uh, just by setting Comic Con on fire this weekend, which is true. <laughs> um, I, uh, I just this Bruce Campbell convention. Bruce Campbell is not. I don't like him, and I'm just I just kind of stay away from it. Anytime he's involved with some convention, because you know 99% of the time before this Ash versus Evil Dead stuff, everything he would say would be condescending or bullshit. Yeah. So that's why. Well, Tristan Gnarly Martin, why does Kyle Buddy keep losing things to prove like previous episodes of this podcast and the tiger, the tight tiger pan, print spandex, which I bought for him last Christmas. Hey, Windows 10 has a ferocious appetite. Of which I had another conversation with people last night about Windows 10. Someday somebody else lose some shit. Yep. God, yeah. We were talking about that, and somebody else had it. And uh, if you're paying attention, there's been a lot of articles written on why not to update your computer or whatever I, you're using with that. I didn't update my computer. It did it its own damn self. Because it's forcing it's it's forcing it. That's a bunch of shit. Yeah, it's forcing it. Depending how much control you've given to Windows. Fuck you, Windows. Uh, anyhow, moving on to our other bunch of questions. Um, Patricia Stevens wants to know, what's your favorite Christopher Walken movie? I don't know. Oh, jeez. I can only cite Christopher Walken performances. Yeah, I was going to... You know, I can't... I like him in Catch Me If You Can. Mm -hmm. That Spielberg movie, that's a good movie. I really like the team-up of blonde albino Christopher Walken and Grace Jones in <laughs> The Living Dangerous or The Living Daylights. That's my yeah. favorite fucking James Bond movie. Really love that one. And um, I also love, I love him. I love, I love Kill the Irishman. I think that's the best gangster movie in the last since Casino. And he's in that. And he's not in it a lot, but he's in it enough. So there's three. I was going to say The Prophecy, and another one where you really get weird, Christopher Walken, is uh, The Dead Zone. Dead Zone? The original, yeah. Yeah. And I've always heard that he, and I've seen it, uh, 
he's really good in the Deer Hunter. I've not seen the Deer Hunter ever. Need to. Yeah, uh, it's uh, kind of depressing. Yeah, <laughs> I know how it ends because I have yeah. the internet. Yeah. Uh, Patricia wants to know, also, have you guys checked out Stranger Things? There's your question. Also, have you guys seen the horror anthology Holidays? No, I've seen it promoted. I haven't checked it out. Mm, yeah. A weird time for, like, a fucking holiday anthology to come out. It's not the... I don't know, man. Maybe I'll wait till next... It's, I'm not in the mood to watch something like that right now, you know what I mean? I have not seen it, and you talked about Stranger Things earlier. Yeah, Stranger Things was great. Um, Tim Wilder wants to know, when will we get the VHS room back, and do we need the petition to get it back? Well, Tim, um, A, you are asking the wrong person, because I do not have control over it. B, if you want to start a petition, you know who to start with. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. Petitions change nothing, mind you. Yeah, uh, you know who to talk to. Um, I have no knowledge of it. I don't know what's going on with it. Uh, to be honest, outside of what I did Friday was the first thing I've done since Wasteland of any type of event or anything like that, Tim. So, uh, I, I, I would say you know who the people are you need to talk to. I'm done trying to do be, you know, do my thing. I want to be, I'm being me. Is all I can say. I have no problem doing it. It would be cool. Even if I didn't do it, just knowing it would be back, I'd be more than happy. Oh, I would shit, go. they had it and we played Spookies and we didn't even show up to Spookies. Yes. Uh, T-Shirt Joe wants to know, why is Batman being such a nice guy in Justice League trailer? I need to watch the trailer again. I don't know. I was too taken back. Maybe I have a man crush on fucking uh, Aquaman. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's, Joe, I just... I uh, will say he's straying into gravelly voice Batman territory in that yes. trailer. Um, I, I just believe there's a lot of stuff they're not showing you and you're not going to see. And I, I think they've learned. Let's put it that way. I'm not going to say it's going to be any better than Batman versus Superman, but I think they've learned. I, I think they know what they're doing with this next one. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know why is Ghost Rider coming to be driving a car in Agents of Shield? That no, I don't want to. That's stupid. I'm not in. That's no. I knew Ghost Rider was going to be in there, but I didn't know. Ghost Rider is not. I mean, it's a cool character, but. I don't think it, we've never got a really cool Ghost Rider anything. Oh come on, Nick uh, Cage was awesome. Uh, I love Nick Cage's Ghost Rider, but they played it as a Nick Cage <laughs> cheesy movie. Yes, and that's why I enjoy it. Hey, I can't badmouth the second one. It's got Christopher Lambert. Uh, T-shirt Joe wants to know why is Wonder Woman so pissed off in her new trailer, and will she go fight the Japs after? <laughs> Sure looks like she's fighting the Japs. Um, Her and Captain Kirk out Jap busted. Well, if you paid attention to the Batman vs. Superman movie, apparently she disappear after she's done fighting World War I. Uh, so, who knows? And Quast threw in a question that was part two of it. If Wonder Woman does such a good job fighting Germans in World War I in the new movie, how's come Nazis and World War II happen? 
fucking know, man. Oh. Uh, Quast also wants to know, why is Flash wearing a suit of armor in the Justice League of America trailer? I don't know. Why does Cyborg look like he's fucking made out of tinfoil? And I like Quast also brings up, does anyone really give a flying fuck about Cyborg? I do. I kind of like Cyborg. He's there definitely go, like the obscure guy. I like the obscure guys. <laughs> Look, man, I'm going to put a more, a fucking, I'm, I'm putting, all comic book questions need to be directed to someone else until Kyle gets his mojo movie. Uh, Quast also <laughs> wants to, speaking of Surly, what swam up Aquaman's ass and died? Aquaman looks badass, Quast. I said that before, I don't know what you're talking about. T-shirt said Aquaman the Barbarian. Aquaman the Barbarian. And Teacher Joe wants to know which is better, 80s throwback, Stranger Things, or Happen Leonard. I'm going with Happen Leonard because it didn't pull a Tarantino and borrow from everything else. This is, uh, hey, he's not wrong. I said it earlier. The stakes from everything. There is actually one part in Stranger Things. It's like episode six or something. The kids are on the bikes and the bad guys are chasing them that are government, like corporate type bad guys. And they're, one of them's chasing the group of kids from behind and he's got the magic girl on her bike and one's coming forward and i was like okay if they make the bike fly i think i'm probably done with this but nope they didn't they did something else they didn't completely rip off et maybe 75 percent but anyway (laughs) (laughs) anyway we got more questions that is it on the questions sir I thought yep. we had more. Nope. Man, Ed Quillen, you know what? Where's he at, dude? Hanging at the zoo with his daughter. Ed Quillen wants my dad to yell at Chuds. <laughs> Did you see the pictures? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were you finding? To, where do you always get called? <laughs> are Chud breeding grounds in Pittsburgh that plentiful? That I was afraid to take a picture of the sign that was like warning chemical chemicals might give you cancer. It was on a door <laughs> where I was at, and if I took a picture of that, I was like, I think somebody would know where I was definitely at. You were at. You need a health supply, weren't you? Uh, I was at somewhere where it actually needed a security guard to get in, so <laughs> I can't yes. say where I was at. Damn, sir. But yeah, there. Uh, yeah, more, <laughs> just the last few weeks, the places I've been going. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm finding chuds. Fucking chud burial grounds and chud breeding grounds, and for as much as I hate this job, this has been the only entertaining part of it. <laughs> Anyway, let's start. I want to start. Let's talk about a fucking Necronomicon because we just finished watching this today. Let me pull it up. It's coming from horror master H.P. Lovecraft, who inspired the works of both Stephen King and Clive Barker. Horrible nightmare. A trilogy of terror that combines the spine-tingling suspense of Evil Dead with the sensual eroticism of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Taking you into the bowels of hell. Don't push me away! And beyond. Jeffrey Combs, David Warner, Bruce Payne, Belinda Bauer, and Richard Lynch. 
Necronomicon, Book of the Dead, a home video exclusive. Coming soon from New Line Home Video. I remember, trying to think of the year, yeah, it was 1991, 93. I knew this was 90s somehow, and I always say, you know, everybody kind of craps and poo-poos on the fucking horror movies of the 90s. Mm-hmm. This is a shining example of the good ones. Well, part I was going to say, part of it is it never got released to theaters. No, this is not even on DVD. Yeah. Never got released on DVD, only on VHS. And it's a goddamn shame, because listen to the like, genre people up the wazoo in here. You've got Jeffrey Combs as H.P. Lovecraft. You've got Bruce Payne. You've got Richard Lynch. You've got fucking David fucking, our, our boy David Warner. Everyone mm-hmm. is in this fucking movie. It's an anthology movie. That Richard Lynch, Richard. Maria Ford. I don't know who that is. She was in movies like Naked Obsession. She has a, if you go and look at her IMDb and you think about it, you've seen her and stuff and don't oh, realize. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Angel of Destruction. Deathstalker 4. Yep. Yeah, she is, ooh, Silver Harding Massacre 3. Yeah, this is, uh, she's up all night territory, chick. Yep. Yeah, she, she, some of her stuff has been on there. So, this is easily the most disgusting, gory, uh, splattery. I was, I hadn't seen this since 1991. Today was the first time I've seen it. And I was shocked at how gory and fucking gross this movie is. Mm-hmm. And, well, it's an anthology, so the first part. You got Jeffrey Combs playing H.P. Lovecraft, who shows up at this secret. It looks like the Magic Castle. You know what I'm talking about? Out in L.A., mm-hmm. where all the magicians, they break into it in Lord of Illusions. One of those type places. Jeffrey Combs here's, uh, the, they've got the Necronomicon there, and he's going to go fucking try to steal it. Because it's, it's you know, his duty, because he's H.P. Lovecraft. Superhero, I suppose. Um He's going to protect the world from the Necronomicon. It's guarded by these magical, bald, uh, fucking Egyptian-looking dudes. Kind of like priests or something. Yeah, these these fucking cool-ass priests who, I swear, they missed a golden opportunity to cast Arnold Vosloo. They should have been one of those guys. That would have fucking made it even better. But he's reading the Necronomicon, and, and let me point out that this is 1939. So the first story, this is the anthology, the first story is, they don't have titles. Or they do in the credits, but I don't remember them. The first story has to do with Bruce Payne, pretty much the plot of Puppet Master. (laughs) I was going to say, this movie has kind of a weird full moon feel. Well, it's got, used the directed, or was involved in a lot of this, a lot. Yeah, it just, it does have this very odd full moon feel to the movie. Yeah, it fucking uh bruce payne's character inherits a haunted or so-called haunted uh hotel on the cliffs by the sea uh he's staying up there and the i guess she's a real estate agent or something says look uh please do something with this it's got a bad history and bruce payne has uh, dreams that was it one of his relatives killed his wife and child Something happened where the wife and child committed suicide, jumped off the cliff. Uh, the father 
renounces God in a very... Uh, yeah, it's some weird... Dracula, Francis Ford Coppola type scenario, throws the Bible in the fire, becomes a monster, and uh, finds the Necronomicon, and in a really cool scene where out of the middle of the, in the, of the night, this fish person in a big rice picker hat from Big Trouble in Little China shows up and gives this guy the Necronomicon, and he goes to use it to uh, resurrect his wife and child. And he slices himself up, does some crazy blood rituals on the floor, and voila, the fucking mom and the kid come back to life, and they're just vomiting seaweed, octopus tentacles are coming out of their mouth, and just gross shit. Gross HP type, HP Lovecraft type shit happens, and doesn't end up good. So yeah. that's the first story. This is the best one, I think. Because there's a giant... If this movie teaches you anything... It has a giant Cthulhu coming yeah. for him. Yeah, there's a Cthulhu under the floorboards. This movie teaches you anything. Never, ever spill a damn thing on floorboards. <laughs> because in all of these, did you notice this? Stuff leaks under the floorboards, bad shit happens. Mm-hmm. In the second one, the second, the second story, we'll just go to that. Because the fucking... The Cthulhu monster in the first one's awesome. And Bruce Payne kills it with a chandelier. It's fucking cool as shit. And then Bruce Payne may or may not kill himself. Uh, the second story has a uh, set to set. This is why I don't understand. Uh, the Necronomicon must be magical because it's in 1939 and H.P. Lovecraft is reading these stories and has a story from 1970 in here. <laughs> so, 1970s. This story has David Warner as a doctor who lives upstairs in this boarding house and is terminally cold in Boston. And there have been some murders. A sleazy journalist shows up and says, hey, uh, you know, I've been digging around. And did you notice who the journalist was? Oh, I forget his name. Yeah, I do. I, I don't know, know his name, but he's the guy from Fade to Black. Yeah. And he's the guy... Uh, that's obsessed with the Italian racers in, in uh, Breaking Away. Yeah. That kid. Um, he shows up. He says, hey, uh, yeah, we know what's going on here. David Warner lives upstairs. A new girl moves in to this boarding house. And it's always cold. And there's some weird shit happening. They say, don't mess with David Warner upstairs. He likes his privacy. Blah, blah, blah. Everything goes on. Guess what? David Warner's been dead cheating death using spinal fluid to keep himself alive and it's yep. a very fucking gross scene uh i love david warner but i'm not sure old david warner needs to be having a sex scene especially yeah when... that's kind of weird <laughs> it was like there's some pus oozing out of his neck and shit but uh at the end david warner just fucking melts in an awesome practical effects shot yep just liquefies. He's fucking great. That that that's Josh's part of the movie. I love that one, but I think that's the the weakest of the three, actually. But I wanted to talk about this third story because wow, uh, this this one's gross, real fucking gross. Um, this also happens in the 1970s or 80s. Mm-hmm. There's a cop. There's two cops, a black guy and a white woman that have been fucking. And they're on the, they're, it opens up there in a chase. They're in Boston. They're chasing this uh, serial killer called the Butcher. Yes. 
they get they, they they fucking maybe there's a butcher maybe there's not they get in a car wreck and the black guy doesn't he doesn't die but he's all fucked up and someone drags him from the car and she is just following this black guy's uh, fucking blood trail and guess who she meets up with fucking Ernie from Return of the Living Dead Don Calvin <laughs> shows up I didn't know he was in this movie but I was like all right fucking Ernie shit buddy I love this man and Ernie is a landlord of this warehouse that the black guy got drugged into so he's all along for the ride kind of showing her around uh, they wander down into the basement where there's a like thrown together apartment building or at least one apartment with an old homeless lady in it that is fucking crazy, I guess. Maybe. Maybe yeah. also married to fucking Don Calfa. But uh, they turn the tide on this lady because they have a pit full of monster bats. And it gets real weird. Um, the monster bats in a, <laughs> the grossest, like, bloody body pile oh yeah oh man it was fucking this shit it gets to dead alive level of gory this oh yeah it's it's a great flick it had a huge budget too yeah i don't know what happened like what the fuck man it never came out in theaters or nothing and every penny is up there on the screen Mm -hmm. especially effects wise yeah uh the bats steal the lady's baby and put it in the fat lady um, I'm not going to explain how that happens. You just need to watch this movie because take my advice. We recommend movies all the time. This one, go find and check out. It's a fucking something's going on behind the scenes that limited this release. It, it, you know, it's not on DVD. Get this from out of print, Dan. I'll make sure Dan has it. This is one Dan needs to be selling. Necronomicon? Yeah. I think he was at one point. I don't know if he's had it out or not. I could be wrong. I'll tell that. you what. I'll, I'll be shocked if he doesn't have it. Because this is like that a type of movie Dan would sell a shitload of. Mm-hmm. This is of uh, the... And the end wraparound is... H.P. Uh, Lovecraft is stuck reading... I was going to say, that's yeah. the other problem, too. Necronomicon isn't one you hear people talk about, period. No, and it's a fucking travesty because it's a badass fucking movie. Yeah, I was taken back about like I had I maybe watched this one more time after I rented it. I'd watch this every year. Yeah, this is just that goddamn good. I love the rat. This is the one rare anthology where there's not a weak story. Yeah, not, I agree. It's not, not a one. perfect movie, but it's an enjoyable bloodbath. Oh, it is and so really good. cool. If you're into Cthulhu and Lovecraft, it's a great flick to watch. Yeah, I give it. A million stars. Actually, take that back. I'm going to give it 666 stars. Woo! Number of the Beast. What's Tim Gross think? I'd probably give it three out of four. Really? Uh, yep. I like it a lot. I don't, I like I said, I, I don't think it's perfect. Um, it, does it drag in the middle a little bit? Yes. Oh, I don't but, think so at all. Uh, I think it is tough to do a complete. Cthulhu movie, I think it's always been tough. Yeah, but if you're I, not Stuart Gordon. Yeah, but I do. I really enjoy. It. It's a strong three out of four stars. Let's put it that way. Which I am surprised Stuart Gordon was not involved in this. And I was reading uh, 
earlier today, and uh, somebody made the reference to it because I always thought that uh, Jeffrey Combs looks like Bruce Campbell in this movie. Yeah, I think that's perfectly right because it has to be. Yeah, and he wears a shitload of makeup in this yes. film. And if Very there heavily. was one project that Jeffrey Combs actually did not like doing, he actually didn't like doing this film. And that's kind of weird because him and Yenza have that really good relationship. And he actually did not enjoy doing this film. He didn't like, uh, one, he didn't think he was right to do Lovecraft. I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, well, I, he was just, I guess he thought it was supposed to go in a different direction than the whole film went. He was just not. You know, used, he's the shady dude that's used the guy. He pulled some shadiness before. I just, I, 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 just from what I got out of it, uh, it didn't sound like Jeffrey Combs would talk about this if you would ask him about it. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're Jeffrey Combs, and I know you listen because you're, because ratings. Yep. You've got yeah. nothing to be ashamed of. This movie is fucking amazing. Unbelievable. And I didn't know this until I started watching it. The first segment was directed by Christopher Gins, or yep. Gans, or whatever. Who directed one of my favorite movies of all time, Brotherhood of the Wolf? Good movie. Yeah, fucking great movie. Also a great movie, uh, The Crimson Rivers. I don't know why. Apropos of nothing, that was just on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, seek this one out. It's a if you're a gore hound, you won't be fucking disappointed. If you like H.P. Lovecraft, you won't be disappointed. It's just a fucking gross ass, great fucking flick. Anyway, on with whatever Tim wants to talk about. <laughs> you don't want to talk Johnny Mnemonic? Do you want to save Johnny Mnemonic? You want to talk about Let's it talk after about I talk it about it now. Okay, go for it. Fucking, what, I got to start? Shit, Johnny Mnemonic. I was going to say, I could talk the prophecy first if you want. Yeah, do that. Okay. Mary. What? Can you keep a secret? <laughs> the biggest secret ever. Centuries ago, a second coming was foretold. What did he say to you, Mary? He asked if I could keep a secret. What was that? Something he gave me. But what's coming? He wants something. Something that's here. Isn't what anyone expects. Oh, my God. It's a war in heaven. Over what? Us. Humans. Christopher Walken, The Prophecy. Uh, the Prophecy starring Christopher Walken, and we were uh, talking about earlier about Walken and some of the stuff he's done over the years, and like I said, this is one of my favorite movies he's in, but also, two, I really personally feel... Um, even though Walken has been known for several roles, I think the prophecy and this coming out after Pulp Fiction really cemented him into pop culture. 
Christopher Walken? Yes. Oh, because, I think he was in there before, dude. Yeah, see, I was having this conversation with the wife last night. I just, for me, he just, he became much more noticeable. You got him talking about carrying the watch in his butt the whole time in Pulp Fiction. And then you got the whole thing where he plays Gabriel and, like, uh, who was it, Josh who brought it up? His whole shush or Tristan Gnarly Martin. Yeah, his, the, sh- his, the shush, shush power. It was like literally they just, just call it the shushing. Yeah, it just it was like this was the movie where Christopher Walken walks in to you know be casted for the prophecy, and they're like, uh, "Mr. Walken, we want you to just um, be yourself." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They literally just said, "Yeah, um, do whatever you feel like doing." Because <laughs> it's not what you say to Christopher Walken when you want a good movie. Seriously, and, and it's just like it seems like he just goes off the complete deep end as Gabriel, and it works on every level in this movie. Mm-hmm. He does it perfectly. Um, besides the fact that the movie was made in actually '93 before Pulp Fiction, but didn't come out until '95. I don't know if anybody remember this. I don't think we'll ever get the uncut copy of God's Army, which its original title was. But I do remember reading in Fango about this movie for <laughs> for like two years about this movie and pictures showing up and stuff like that. Uh, this movie just looked amazing. It was still good now as it is then. Not only did we have Christopher Walken, we had Virginia Madsen in it. We had Eric Stoltz in it. You got your boy Vigo playing Lucifer in it. It's Vigo! Yeah, it's it just very cool, you know, very cool cast. But anyhow, the point of the film is there's a war about to happen between angels again. They have figured out kind of, uh, let's say, a loophole that might put the balance uh, of angels, or as Gabriel wants to do, uh, he basically wants everything back. He's pissed off at the monkeys, as he calls them, the talking monkeys, not humans. He calls them talking monkeys. And basically we're introduced, the very first scene is a guy named Thomas, who's a cop, but he's remembering as a priest that he does not, uh, he gets up to, I guess, take his vow to become a priest or whatever it's considered. And he has a vision of angels fighting. Well, once he has that vision, shows years later him as the cop. And basically he finds out, like, he gets a call where these some dude with no eyeballs is destroyed and apparently jumped out of a window and just happens to have his book in the room. And he ends up having a talk with Eric Stoltz's character. Weird stuff goes on. They're talking about God and angels fighting. And he starts finding weird stuff. And all of a sudden, we're introduced into Gabriel's character, who's here with his weird carcass friend who was trying to commit suicide and mm-hmm. brings him back to life, which is hilarious because he's rotting the whole time. And apparently, everything goes to this small town of Chimney Rock. And basically, the reason angels are coming to Earth is Eric Stoltz's character is trying to take this man's soul and keep it away from Gabriel. Reason is, supposedly this soul is the most evilest soul that's ever been placed on Earth. 
And the dude was like, he was all into torture and just all kinds of weird war crimes and stuff like that. And Gabriel's looking for his soul, whether it's in the corpse of the this colonel or the little girl. Just a lot of funny scenes with uh, Christopher Walken as Gabriel talking <laughs> to kids and stuff and looking in their mouths and giving a mint, which was kind of funny. Um, but the rest of the time is the cop and Virginia Madison as uh, the teacher as they're trying to save the little girl. And then next thing you know, as they're preparing, uh, they're visited by Lucifer, who basically is chiming in and basically trying to help them a little bit and just say, hey, look, do it this way. I'll help you with Gabriel. Get rid of him. Because, you know, this stuff ain't right. He's like, because there's only allowed to be one evil guy. And that's what it comes down to. Lucifer's pissed off because somebody's going to be just as evil as he is. <laughs> And it's just, it's a great story, uh, a fun movie, some cool, it, it still holds up, just a fun movie, great cast, but I just, go back to Christopher Walken was just amazing in this movie, and he, him as Gabriel makes the trilogy just worth that wild of going back and revisiting these films. Oh, it's not a trilogy, there's five of these. Well, there's five of them, the original yeah. trilogy. <laughs> you only get Walken in the first three. Yeah, four and five, kind of like, uh, you know, you got a real Return of the Living Dead situation here. Yeah, but the, in in the first three, it's really cool because it is the evolution of Gabriel to the point where in part three he's human. It's the worst thing he could ever happen to him—not kill him, but he becomes human, and he has to live as a human, which is I just thought was a great concept too. But if you get a chance, uh, yeah, this is proof. That not all 90s movies suck. Mm -mm. Um, it is kind of odd to think how old this movie is already. I didn't think it was that old, but it was great revisiting, and I still want to go revisit the second and third one, but it's a lot of fun. I love the prophecy. I give it four stars. What do you think? This is one of those movies that was plagued by bad stuff behind the scenes. I think... I would imagine. Well, the story goes supposedly... It sure uh, seems that way. The least. Weinsteins... Uh, waited no to more. edit this. Yeah, the Weinsteins waited to edit this, and basically they, they had a history of holding back movies for many years, up until recently. Uh, holding movies back. But I remember reading in Fango and Gorezone talking about this movie for those two or so years before it got released. And supposedly it was like released Labor Day weekend, and... Ooh, that's a fucking death knell for something but like this. But it... it it overall ended up doubling its budget. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah, it, it, it made money to the surprise of a lot of people and got a lot of uh, critics really came out and said how much they liked the film. So, and like Christopher Walken was all supposedly all about Prophecy 2, never really explained why Prophecy 2 never went to theaters, but the Weinsteins were just weird like that. I think they shit this movie. They really fucking made a boondoggle out of this whole fucking situation. They had this little movie. The Weinsteins are, are notorious as shit like this, man. I, I think this is they did a thing happening in the woods, right? But uh, yeah, but there's this movie also too, and that's why I think we'll never get to see the uncut version. There is oh pictures and stories of scenes that i believe got cut out of this version where you got to see uh more lucifer 
Vigo's character, more of uh, the little creatures hanging out with them. Like, they were more part of the story also. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you actually got the the, the real story on it. I, I would bet like you. to see the fucking uncut. That needs yeah. to be out. Um, I, I, I really would, too. I think it would be really cool. For as much as I like this movie and as much as Christopher Walken is awesome in this movie, I have always hated Eric Stoltz. <laughs> I just can't. That guy is one guy I can't fucking stand in any movie, except when he's Rocky Dennis. I was going to say. It doesn't matter because it's like three pounds of makeup on his fucking head. He's okay. I just, this movie's good. I like it, but I can't, I don't. Like, ever want to watch it again because I know Eric Stoltz is in it and I hate that guy so much. But it's got, you know, I love that Elias Coteus guy. That guy's yep. in Oh, every yeah, I forgot to mention thing. him, yeah. He is in, if, he, if there's a cop detective, it's probably played by him. Mm-hmm. And it's about biblical shit, which I love. I just think this was like, had this come out in the 80s, would have been fucking, like, 84 would have been amazing. I think this came out at a very bad time because Christopher Walken and Eric Stoltz on the on the fucking catching the wave of Pulp Fiction where everything you remember the 90s everything yeah. after Pulp Fiction was nothing but independent Pulp Fiction ripoffs. Yeah. Or or at least build that way and I think that hurt this movie. I'm shocked that it made its money back let alone double. Well, you read about it, it says they were surprised, which leads me to believe they were dumping it. Of course they they were, yeah. Labor Day weekend's not when you want something like this coming out. Yeah, they were dumping it, which, hey, whatever. I enjoyed the movie. I I thought it was cool. I I still think it's cool now, so. I love love when he just, he does the hush, when Mm. Walken does the hushing, the the shushing, and then just points at the corpses and they caught on fire. Oh yeah, That's I think it, it, cool just to shit. introduce like his powers. That yeah. what I thought was amazing, and I bet you th- they did a couple other things that we didn't get to see. Yeah, I think if we ever got the uncut version, it'd be better because you watch this movie and obviously stuff isn't there that should be. Yeah, there that and that what makes me believe uh, we won't get to see it because i don't think there's a calling for it honestly there's like us i don't think i've ever heard anybody you know let's start a, like a nightbreed type thing yeah there's not it's not for this movie there's nothing like that no but I, I it's just it part of the problem is it it's in the 90s mm-hmm. and not a lot of people gravitate to 90s movies being uh, place on a pedestal like 80s movies. Right, especially horror, because the 90s was all about the Pulp Fiction and the fucking independence. And I mean, Billy Crystal even made that joke at the fucking Oscars about, who are you people? We don't know who any of you are. Well, I always, it's not, a, for me, it wasn't a joke as much as I, I always felt like uh, once Reservoir Dogs came out, that was the end of independent film. Look, I'm not, they, I'm just calling, those aren't independent movies. They're like five, six million dollar movies where Hollywood opted that word independent. Oh yeah, that's the reason why I bring up Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, that probably was the last true independent movie. Maybe Mm -hmm. Clerks. I don't know which one came first. But. It was right around that little area. 
like the nineties was not a, I, I liked the horror movies, but I really wasn't into too much else. And it was just not a very good. I just, I, I like the whole feel of the prophecy. I like the whole religious aspect of it. I thought they did yeah. a great job of everything. It just, I enjoyed everything about the, about the prophecy. So I'll ask you this. How much do the filmmakers of that movie Legion, how much should they cut the fucking check for to the makers of the prophecy for ripping them off? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. I, and I think I even million? made a reference to that when I was uh, watching Legion. When I wrote the review, I think I was making a reference about that. that it, it just horrible. Yeah. Fuck that movie. Anyway, a movie that is horrible yet we love. We, we, we talked about this last week. We said let's put a pin in it because this is a fun movie to talk about. What, is, what year is this? Johnny Mnemonic. 95. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. The year is 2021. It is no longer safe to transmit information. Phones, computers, and satellites are all vulnerable, but there is a solution. Your storage capacity? I can carry nearly 80 gigs of data in my head. Input the data into the brain of a human courier, like Johnny Mnemonic. Hit me. How do you fit all that in your head anyway? I had to dump a chunk of long-term memory. You had to dump a chunk of what? My childhood. What are you doing? Making a long-distance phone call. I got the goods, Ralphie. Now I just want to get them out of my head. Now, in a future... You locked on him. ...where those who control the information control the world. I've been charged with recovering the head of the mnemonic courier. Everyone wants what is stored in Johnny's head. Double cheese anchovies? Are you waiting for me, Ralphie? Time is running out. I'm a dead man if I don't get this out of my head. If I can get it out. How? A cranial drill and a pair of forceps. For the future's most wanted fugitive. seeing this or being real fucking how do you even I will say this about this movie I remember being hyped to see this I, I remember watching this I remember renting it on video and just saying I don't want to see this but every few years I revisit this movie and I Me think too. it gets better with the age. I, this is one movie I always come back to. D- this is Well, this is like we were talking about the prophecy. I think Johnny Mnemonic is a clear example of why a lot of people sit there and talk about how much they hate the 90s. I think Mnemonic is one of those – I think it, it is literally one of those examples. And, and you know what? I'll give you another example. Tank Girl. I can't stand that movie. 
I always, I, you know what? I always go back and watch it though. I don't. I I can't. I put I, those two movies like this and that movie together of like movies. I, that I understand. Hey, more power to you, but I I truly actually hate that movie. Really. I truly hate that movie. Never got into it. Oh, I don't. I think it's quirky as shit for quirk's sake, but it's just. Lori Petty was a boner jam back in the day. You can't deny that. <laughs> she was a '90s boner jam. Uh, Give me a break. She's awesome. Uh, this movie, Johnny Mnemonic. What a fucking train wreck. Uh, I believe. What did he do right before this? Was this the movie after The Matrix? No, this is the movie oh, after Speed. Speed. I knew it was like the next big Keanu thing after something, but god damn it. Uh, this is a Philip K. Dick adaptation, I think. Walter Gibson. I knew somebody, some one of those prolific sci fi writers wrote something like this. I'm sure it's a bastardized version and the book is much better, but I'm talking about my ass. I'm not sure about that stuff. Um, you talk about this movie. What is this, Tim? Fucking- uh, it's just a crazy mashup of technology, futuristic, post-apocalyptic, uh, weird oddity is the best way to describe it. Pretty starring, much. Starring Keanu Reeves, who is considered a carrier, I think yeah, they call them. A carrier. Yeah, where they carry uh, gigs of information in the brain. Uh, they actually, their head is used as a, uh, great, T-shirt Joe has more questions. Well, <laughs> Are they good questions? If not, I'm saying, sorry, you missed your deadline, sir. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it, it's a good question. Uh, there's a, it. It's a build-up. There's a couple. You want to go through them real quick? Sure, let's do it. Okay, uh, T-Shirt Joe wants to know, were any new comics announced at Comic-Con? Quast Absolutely not. announces any new comics. Is that a movie? <laughs> yep. Um, T-Shirt Joe wants to know, what is your reaction to Blair Witch being a black transgender in the Ruby <laughs> reboot? The what reboot? He wants to know why, what your reaction to the Blair Witch being a black transgender in the reboot. It's the Black Witch Project now? I guess. Which lives matter, T-Shirt Joe. Uh, and for the last one, T-Shirt Joe wants to know if Johnny Manziel had watched him oh, to be Johnny Be Good, would his life take any different direction? Johnny Manziel's a fuck up. Fuck that guy. That was the question I was laughing at. Joe, Joe, wrote, Joe don't watch fucking Johnny Manziel. What are you talking about? Oh, I always think Joe's a Cowboys fan. Therefore, he has no right to say anything about football. But he's not. I always forget that. <laughs> but anyhow, anyway. like, anyhow, but like Johnny Mnemonic, like it's this mashup again. Great cast. Uh, he's, you know, Keanu Reeves, Dolph Lundgren as the preacher, Ice T. Dolph Lundgren's the best part about this movie. Dina Ma- uh, Meyer, or Mayer, however you want to say her last name, before Starship Troopers, who's made, like, uh, this unbelievable career now of playing just these characters that show up in a lot of sci-fi films. Yep. Uh, Udo Kerr, Henry Rollins. Um, the whole point is, Mnemonic is this guy <laughs> who has this tech that he's supposedly taking to uh, another man, 
Udo Kurd to be downloaded. Well, the problem is he downloaded too much and it's making him sick. And the problem is it's the cure for what is they're calling uh, the shakes. The street plague or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it's called the shakes, and basically everybody is dying from it. Black shakes or some shit. Yeah, everybody's dying from it in this post. Very racist disease. Yeah, post-apocalyptic world. But it's not a post-apocalyptic world. It's like, I don't know. It is and it isn't. I, I imagine this is like New York and... Demolition Man is happening at the exact same time on the other side of the country. Something. Yeah, it's really it, it literally is a mishmash of yeah movies smashed together is what it is. It's a lot of that. That's why I said because you have Ice T, who's the leader of these people, are called the Low Techs, and they're trying to steal signals and get into the, this is like before the internet but as the internet is starting yeah. kind of thing, it, weird stuff's going on in this basically the bottom line is uh johnny mnemonic keanu reese's character he's being his bodyguard uh dina meyer is trying to take him through the city to find someone that could get the uh clues to get the information out of his head so a he doesn't die, but B, also get the cure out to the people before this corporation takes the cure and basically sells it to the highest bidder without giving it to the people. And at the same time, you got a ghost in the machine, which is this chick that died to own the cop- corporation before this dude. It's trying to explain to him as a ghost that he needs to let go and he should give it. It's- it is, yeah, it is literally ten movies in one. Um, yeah, you're right, Dolph Lundgren's awesome in this. It's this just, character is of Street Preacher. Yes. And I love how everybody's, like, afraid of him. Oh, yeah, we can't go out tonight, Street Preacher's out. Yeah, he's not human, and it just... It, it's a fun movie to revisit because, like I said before, for me... Revisit this every couple of years, and I think it's better every time I watch it. It does, dude. It's weird. It'll never be a really good movie, but... No, no, and it's not like Hackers, where you're like... Oh, Jesus Christ, Hackers. Why did I ever watch this movie? It's not... I think that was cool at one time. Where you're screaming, Hack the planet, man! But no, it, it just... Johnny Mnemonic, it, it, it is just this weird mishmash 90s film that was so not understood at that time. And they were going for a certain audience, and they misfired horribly. And yep. I, it just now looking back at it, I love this movie. <laughs> just It's fun. It's good. I, it just, it, it's a lot of a sci-fi crap hitting the wall but it's a lot of fun i love this movie for the same reasons you do i think the sets are cool the mm-hmm. bridge the, the ice tea's fucking bridge compound is cool keanu reeves i love i love him in this movie because he's doing his like kind of kung fu stuff he's not a good actor yet no this is him this is him before anyway. constantine this yeah. is him before matrix you know all that stuff and you could tell he really wanted this movie to be big. Uh-huh. I love that the Yakuza are the bad guys, and the one guy that's got the whip, the mm-hmm. laser whip is cool as shit. It comes out as dumb. Um, but the bad... I, look, I love Henry Rollins. I like that guy a lot. 
Henry Rollins is the bad, terrible actor. He's yeah, great you, in this, though. Like, he belongs. Yeah, but you can tell this was his jumping-off point, like, hey, I'm going to start doing this. Yeah, maybe. This was maybe his biggest thing he's ever done. No, because you got to remember, like, right before this, he did the chase. Yeah, he's always he was, a cop or something. Yeah, he was the cop. But this is, like, right before he really, like, he was done with music and started doing... Oh, no, he still does music. All yeah, time. but I'm just saying where he really went full-time into, like, this is before Wrong Turn, what was, he was in two or three, and started doing a bunch of other movies. Yeah, he like, was in uh, Sons of Anarchy for a while. Yeah, and he was doing TV shows, but I, I'm just he saying... He up is, with Mitch Pileggi. This is where he really... This is kind of like the jumping off point or kind of putting his toe in the water how accepted he would be in a movie. He's not very good, but he's a welcome presence here. I don't know. I just I love Henry Rollins, but I've got tickets to go see him talk in November. I've it's heard it's of, fun. I've seen him talk before. He he He's really good. Um, and it's not always fun. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't talk mm-hmm. about, like, the nice stuff. Sometimes he talks about, you know, people mm-hmm. being fucking dickheads. And, yeah, just this movie's so bright and colorful and stupid and smart. And there's a fucking dolphin in this movie, for fuck's sake. Yep, and it's talking to, talking to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and this movie is stealing ideas from Full Moon's arcade uh-huh. and virtual encounters. Another movie, it's talking about virtual reality. Another reason the movie failed horribly, because no one wanted virtual reality. That was a whole genre before the fucking technology even got out there, and it's still not out there. You had fucking Ghost of the Machine. You had Lawnmower Man. Virtuosity, uh, virtuosity, which we covered, and Arcade. He had a bunch of stuff. We promised some cool shit that never fucking got. Yep. Yeah, I, I recommend Johnny Mnemonic. I'll give it 300 stars. Sure. That's good. 300 stars. <laughs> Just because of its ineptitude and genius all at the same time, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, you got anything else to say about any of these movies? Nope. Neither do I. What are we doing for next week, Tim Gross? I'm doing uh, Mary Vo- uh, Mario Van Peoples in Full Eclipse. This is a Techno Werewolf HBO movie, right? Yep, I sent you the link already. I remember this coming out. This was a big deal on HBO. Um, I was going to do Videodrome, but I think I want to do Nighthawks now. It was Sylvester Stallone and Rucker yeah. Howard. Fuck yeah, Joe Spinell's in it. Yep. And Billy D. Yep, and he's wherever, the partner of Sylvester yep, Stallone. Wherever Billy D goes, you get one sweet mustache, so that's what I'm doing next week. What you get to pimp, sir? Uh, you can always find me here at Blood Bass and Boomsticks, and of course you can find me at GrossMovieReviews.com, and by some chance you're in the area of Pittsburgh, uh, August 6th for four hours, we're having the flea market, the Horror Realm, Horror Fan Craft Fair and Flea Market, I am bringing a bunch of stuff to sell as usual, price to sell as usual, and different stuff that people don't usually see so it'll be a lot of fun and from what i've heard it's already been official it has sold out the tables shit good yeah so and it, this is the one it used to be inside the hollywood theater now oh, it's, it's not at, it's somewhere else yeah it's at a somewhere else it's it's at a bigger hall uh it's oh, uh, good. about a mile or two away so well you 
you get out of the basement then, I guess. Oh, I love the basement. Basement, <laughs> uh, dude, you just don't understand. That was a lot of fun. People knew where to find myself and how to print Dan. It's in the basement where you belong. Yep. Oh, here you go. This is interesting. Uh, Blu-ray combo triple feature. Probably get it at Walmart. Johnny Mnemonic, Omega Doom, and Universal Soldier of the Return. <laughs> it's such an odd combo. Yep. Yeah, if it's got, five bucks, I would pick it up. I would pick up that for five dollars. No because I problem. actually have a double feature Omega Doom and Blind Fury. Nice. Yeah. I could I could trade out fucking Bill Goldberg's Universal Soldier for Blind Fury. Fuck yeah. Uh, I have a, a double feature up. I had. What a weird. Okay, then uh, for shits and giggles, what color was the VHS tape for Johnny Mnemonic that you had? I never had a VHS tape of it. Really? I got a green one. Really? Yeah, I know there are orange ones, too, because I rented it and I had an orange tape. I was going to say, I remember the poster being purple and black. And I remember, I I believe the box that I rented was, like, black and something else. Yeah, my VHS tape is purple or green. (laughs) Anyway, I got nothing to pimp because whatever. I don't pimp stuff. Um, next week, uh, Nighthawks and should I forget? Oh, uh, Va- Mario Van Peebles Werewolf movie. Yep, full, <laughs> full clips. clips. So, Tim Gross, thanks for coming on again. As always, it was fun. We're out of here. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night The part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again Shout out to my little friend!
You know, you look like the head fell on the cheese tip back in 1957. You, you're okay. This one, real fucking ugly. I live to see you eat that contract, but I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah! Is this something you could share with the rest of us, Amazing Larry? What did I teach you? You part the Duke of New York, you're hey number one. Oh, Joe Miller, you just found the marble in the oatmeal. You're a lucky, lucky, lucky little boy, because you know why? You get to drink from the fire hose! I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.